return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Hallelujah. Yeah, amen. Yeah, let's stand just for a minute and say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. It'll take just a few minutes. I just want to talk about identity truths. Identity truths. So I have here my passport. I've had a, throughout my life, I've got a number of passports. Passport lasts for 10 years. And uh, then uh, uh, with that time, you have to renew it, get another passport. I liked it uh, at Dennis, that for Dennis's life celebration, the passport's out there looking at his passports and all the, Dennis and Carolyn have been around the world, many, many places. And you can fill up a passport fill up a passport with just all these stamps and stuff like that. So when we walk into a country, you present your passport uh, when it's your term. So there's thousands of people in this place and many, many gates. And so you, you uh, present your passport and, and uh, uh, then they look at it, they look at you and they take your picture. Uh, thumb, fingerprints, if you haven't had that done before, they'll take your fingerprints and all those things to make sure that you can be there. They open it up and see, does he have a visa to get into the country, if the visa is valid, so forth, which has their picture and stuff. And they can run it on a machine, and they can scan it. And they can scan it, and that then verifies stuff about us and all those things. In fact, a lot of places where we stay and so forth, they take our passport and, and uh, copy it and so that there's a record that we've been there. So the government will track you and so forth where you go, all right? And uh, so people act like, oh, boy, the last days people are going to track us. Folks, they track you now. Let me just say that. Your phone is tracked. Everything about you is tracked. Everything. They know everything about you. Your TV knows exactly what you watch. Your computer knows exactly where you've been. You are tracked so people should just understand, kind of get it out of their mind, like, oh, I don't want anybody to track me. Well, you're tracked. So it's already done deal, all right? And so uh, I remember one time being, in fact, questioned at a European airport. Uh, people will question you. There's a lot of security and so forth. And, and uh, they have a little kiosk monitor. And they're very stoic, you know. Where have you, what, what's your name? Where have you been? Okay. Uh, who'd you see? Who'd you talk to? da 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 and so forth, and they scan your passport and stuff. And so uh, in this particular case, you know, there's people and so forth, and I took a step, and then I could see the monitor, and all these things came up about me, <laughs> who I was, <laughs> where I lived, all the stuff like that. A passport, it's about your identity, all right? 
Uh, here it says, uh, the Secretary of the United States of America hereby requests all who uh, may concern to permit the citizen of the United States, this citizen of the United States, named herein to pass without delay or hindrance and in case of need to give all lawful aid, all lawful aid and protection. And so uh, you have uh, protection with this. So this is something, there's two things that I guard in particular on a trip will be my passport and my Bible. <laughs> All right, so two things I want to always have with me, <laughs> my passport and my Bible. So your passport has your identity, who you are. You have an identity. You have an identity from God. You were, you were born, you were created, you have an identity. And the thing is, is that sometimes we, we might get mixed up in thinking who we are, but if you always go back to the Word of God, it will help you to, to frame your world with truth. Amen? And it's important that we do frame our world with truth. All right? not, with, not with what we think, but what, what the Bible would say. All right? So I can be in another country, and I can be dressed differently and so forth, or Jeannie is dressed differently, and yet we have an identity that we know who we are. All right? Now, uh, first, uh, first Peter 1 just says that we're born again. So, so we've obeyed the truth, and, and the Spirit of God is in us and so forth. We love one another with a fervent heart, be, having been born again, not a, not a natural way, but in a supernatural way, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Remember Nicodemus coming to Jesus and saying, how can I be born again? You know, I'm an older guy, you know. And Jesus said, no, 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 you're getting this all wrong. So you've got to think in the Spirit. You're born in the Spirit now. You're born again. Incidentally, if you're born twice, you die once. So if you're born naturally, you're born again spiritually, you only face one death, a natural death, but you're alive unto God. Amen? If you're only born once, a natural, just a natural death, but never born again, you die twice. You're going to die physically and you're going to die spiritually in judgment. So you want to be born twice. Amen? That's why we're born again. Born once, we're born again. Born again by the Spirit of God, through the Word of God, because of what the Bible says. Amen? So, so churches, lots of times, their identity, if I, if I talk to some people and they'll say, are you a Christian? And they'll say, I, yes, I go to such and such a church. Their identity is tied up in their church. But no church can save you. Some will say they can because of their baptism, but that, that, that is not true, all right? It's only Jesus Christ who can save you. So, so your identity becomes in Jesus Christ, all right? He becomes your, we have our Father and Jesus, the, whole, the Son, the Holy Spirit. That's where our identity comes from. We're born again by the Spirit of God. Now, John 1, 12, I'm going to get through a lot of verses so we're done here shortly. But to as many as received him, gave him the right to become children of God. We are children of God, all right? So my identity is the fact that, who, who am I? Well, I'm a child of God. Let me, let me make this clearer again, because there are many gods, right? So we can read this and say, I'm a child of God. But we also understand when I'm talking in the world, I say, I belong to Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, why is that? Because he purchased me. There are many gods, there are many things that people worship, but there is only one God who is alive, one God who is alive, one true God, and his son is Jesus Christ, and it's through Jesus that he purchased me. So my identity is in this bloodline of Jesus Christ. I'm in his family. So if you know Jesus, you're in his family, amen? 
And then if you meet others who know Jesus, you're in the same family. So we can travel different places. It could be here or any other place in the world. But when you meet people who are Christians, all of a sudden, you don't even know them. You don't even know the language or anything. We don't look alike. Our skin color is different. Everything's different, and yet we're family. And they'll smile, and they welcome us, and they want, if there's a chair, they'll give us the chair. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they serve us first. They, they shower blessings, all out of honor that we're part of their family, like a family person they've never met before. And some, uh, you know, sometimes we go places and people wait a long, long time just to meet us. And we think, why? We're family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. John 8. John 8 then says that we're free. Uh, uh, Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples. You shall know the truth, the truth of God's word. And that truth of God's word will make you free. Now, many people can say, we're free. Well, not unless you know Jesus. You know, I mean, because, because you still, the sin is the thing that binds us. And so our identity is still wrapped up in the old man rather than the new man. So it is only the word of God that can set us free. Now, a person could get born again and be forgiven of their sins. Thank you, Jesus. That's not an end to anything. It's a beginning because now you have to get in the Bible. And as you're in the Bible, you're transformed by the word of God into the person God wants you to be. So, so we look at ourselves, you know, 70 years old, and we think that, you know, we serve the Lord a lot of decades, and yet we're getting freer because of what's in the Bible. Turn to your neighbor and say, get freer. <laughs> Don't ever come to a place and think, well, now I'm, I'm one of those seniors, and we've, we've arrived, no one's, no one's arrived. You want to get freer. You want to get more excited. Turn to your neighbor and say, Don't be so sober. <laughs> Or tell them, don't act grumpy. <laughs> you want to you wanna be excited for Jesus because he's the one who saved your soul. Amen. Amen? We can go to church A, B, or C, but the, the question, that's fine. But you want to celebrate Jesus because he is everything. Amen. So he's the one who sets me free. So I'm forgiven. But as I keep going on, I get freer because I know how to act, to live the way he wants me to live. What a wonderful thing that is, you know, because so many people settle for less or so many people think, well, I got born again that uh, back in whatever year and then stop growing. You never want to stop growing and you never will stop growing if you're in the Bible and fellowship and so forth and you'll keep growing. But if you're not in the Bible, all right, and I, let's just face it, even even you could take this church, we have Bible reading schedules but if the truth be known, if everybody's life would lay plain, how many people are in that word every day? Small, small percentage. All right? We're not talking about hearing a verse, sharing a devotional. We're talking about digging in the word. There's something about that. Amen? Something about being in the Bible. That's what we recommend to our own children, to our grandchildren. Emphasize those things. Amen? Or one grandson the other day. Uh, Jeannie was bringing him back college and so forth, but he was listening to the Bible, you know, not reading it, but listening to a Bible app. She thought, hallelujah, you know. <laughs> you, want, you want people to be in the Word. You want people to be listening. You want people to be thinking about it. Amen? So you're only going to be as free as much as you know the truth. Right? So people can say, I'm a Christian, and indeed they are, but not free only the Word makes you free. Amen? The Word, the Spirit, Jesus. Romans 5. 
So we're justified by faith. Hallelujah. We never become perfect. All right? We never become, <clears throat> well, I'm mature. Now I'm perfect. I don't make any mistakes. And that's a sad thing. That's the sad thing, you know, the Jesus Revolution movie. You know, you get people that get in church and they're kind of, well, we don't act that way. And they act like they're, they're the ones, they're the righteous judges. <laughs> Who are we to judge? You know, we should be the ones to welcome and bless people, right? I mean, they, people are going to, might be, it, revivals can be messy. So you want, to, you want to welcome people and embrace people and minister to people, right? You're not called to be the judge or anything like that. Only thing we're ever called to be is a witness for Jesus. So we're justified by faith, but then we have with this peace with God. So my identity is I can have peace. I can have peace with the Lord. Perfect peace, really. Perfect peace no matter what. Your peace is not based on your circumstances. Peace is not based on a lack of trouble. We're flying, we're flying over the North Atlantic. And uh, the pilot, you know, I, I said this, pilot gets on and says, we're going we're gonna to have severe turbulence ahead. Everybody, all the stewards sit down, fasten your seatbelts, make sure they're tight, so on and so forth. Everything went quiet in the plane. <laughs> and so we're, we're sitting there, Jeannie and I, and, and Jeannie just wrote a little text on her phone. And she, and she said, the text just said, are you concerned? And I said, no. Why? Because of Jesus. Might there be turbulence? You know, I, you know how I think of turbulence on a plane? I think of it this way. I'm on the plane. Of course, you're there a lot of hours. And person, you're bouncing. I think of it like an amusement park ride. I don't think of the plane's going down. I just, I'm, I'm not kidding. I just sit there. I close my eyes. So forth like that. At any rate, the pilot said all this. Everybody was silent on the plane. And there was not one bump. Nothing. No turbulence. Well, where'd this severe turbulence go? Well, I don't know where it went, but we didn't have any. Most things that you worry about never come to pass. People worry about all kinds of stuff in life, but it never comes to pass. Your identity can be this person that has the peace of God. And we have to, especially Americans, work at this. Because Americans, boy, you're just living in a blessed land. You're living in a place where you have everything. Everything. Nothing to complain about. And yet many Christians lack peace. So the peace comes from Jesus. The peace comes from experiencing him in your life. Amen? So verse 2, Romans 5, 2, says we have access. And I like this word access. Say access. We have access by faith into this grace. So my identity, hey, I've got a passport. So I have access. All right? The passport, the passport is a powerful thing. You can put someone and say, now who are you? And you pull out your passport. Oh, okay. It's got access into his presence and into his peace. We have access in by faith into this grace where we stand. Access that we can rejoice in hope. Say access. Every believer has this. It isn't just given to some. It isn't just given to a certain few. It's given to everybody that you have access into his presence, into his peace, into his hope. Hallelujah. Romans 6, 4. We've been raised to walk in newness of life. Well, if we're in Christ, all right, we should walk in newness of life. And if we're in Christ, we actually should live differently than the world. News, news break, we shouldn't look like the world. We shouldn't talk like the world. We shouldn't act like the world. Why? Because now we're buried with him by baptism into his death. Christ was raised. We are raised. 
And so when we're raised, we walk in the newness of life. I'm a new person. That's the neat thing. I thought of that just, just a little bit ago, thinking about Art Brooks, you know. And Art, all, the, all these people that he'd been with, administrators and teachers and cigars and all the things like that. Now he's not. And they're all looking like, he's crazy. <laughs> well, Art wasn't crazy. He had his right mind now. So now he's living for Jesus. He was walking in a new life. Art and his wife, Verna, became dear, dear friends. Um, wow, they were at our wedding. We, we uh, one time we were in a Bible study with them in Sioux Falls decades ago. Just dear, dear friends. And, and we should walk in newness. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a new person. You're a new person. Amen. Romans 6.11 says, now we're alive unto God. So, so now we've been, we've been redeemed. We're considered ourselves the oldest past, dead to that. But we're alive to God in Jesus Christ. So now I want to be a, I want to be a sensitive. We can be so sensitive to the world, what the world's doing. I want to be sensitive to Jesus. I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Lord, now I'm alive. I'm alive in you. I'm alive with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? See, see, if we become centered that way, we become less self-conscious and we're more God-conscious. If I'm God-conscious, then I can just flow and I'm not worried about what someone's going to say, right? Then I can just flow and be who I am. Hey, you don't have to be ashamed. Turn to your neighbor and say, you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be ashamed to be a Christian. The world, the world will try to pigeonhole people like you should be ashamed of what you believe or so forth. No, no, I'm not going to be ashamed. Someone said to me one down, time downtown, was at the, actually at the Brookings Register, and they said to me, he says, well, doesn't your church speak in tongues? And I said, absolutely, doesn't yours? Just flipped it around to them. And they said, well, I don't think so. I said, you should try it. Be ready. Be ready to give an answer of the hope that lies within you. I'm not, you know, you know in other words, you're not backed into a corner like, what am I going to say? Well, I'm ready for something to say. I'm ready to share Jesus. I'm ready to let the one who I love come out of me and shine. Amen. Romans 6 verse 18 then says that we're free from the power of sin. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Sometimes we think, you know, I struggle with this habit and this struggle with this. And it's like, yeah, but let's, let's just understand. He's already made you free. So if I feed my spirit man, see, I'm going to be who I feed myself. If I feed my spirit man, I'm going to get stronger spiritually. If I sit and watch all the junk on TV or computer or whatever, well, then that's, I'm gobbling her down. And that's what we tend to, believe, tend to be then. But if I'm feasting on the Spirit, on the Word, on the things of Jesus, then we become more that way. We become stronger. When I was, when I was a kid growing up, my brothers were all older to me, so I was the youngest by four years. And I'm not kidding when I say this. They beat me up. At times, not be, you know, just that they wanted to. I was like a little, I got thrown down the stairs one time, you know, and different things. They jump on me, slap me. It was just, it was just fun for them. But I got stronger. And pretty soon they didn't do that anymore. I mean, I wasn't a Christian yet, but they didn't do it anymore. You become stronger. You know, you're set free from sin. We become, say become. The servants of God, the servants of righteousness, conformity to the divine will and thought, purpose, and action. So we begin to think different, right? 
We begin to act with purpose. We have our actions that look godly because of who's in us. That's our identity. That's who we become. Say, feed your spirit, starve your doubts. Pretty soon you can come to a place where the devil brings doubts and you can doubt your doubts. I doubt that. (laughs) That isn't going to happen. No, I doubt that. This is going to happen. God's always going to take care of you. God has always got your back. God is always on your side. Jesus will never leave you. You have an identity in him that is rock solid. Amen. If you stay in the word, you stay just just submitted to him and so forth, you're going to see good things happen. And it's not based on you. It's based on him. And our part, we have access by faith into this grace. (laughs) So I have access like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for helping me. Because I know, I know I'm not perfect. All right. I'm not a perfect person. Nor are you. That's why we give grace to others. That's why we accept his grace. Amen. That's how we walk forward with this grace in faith. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can do this. (laughs) All right, now let's lift our hands a second. We have access by faith to this grace. Let's let's receive it. You have access. You have access. It's like a spiritual passport in a way to say, thank you, Jesus. I have access. You You have access right to the throne of grace. And at that throne, you find grace to help you. In your time of need. It's not a throne of judgment. It's a throne of grace. You have access. So not right now. You're standing before this throne of grace. And this grace will help you right now, this week, in your life, in any time of need. He will always help you. But you have to walk through the door. The access door. Amen. You have to do it. But he's with you right now. And Father, I thank you. I thank you for this access. And I thank you for your grace. And I thank you for your help in our lives. And Jesus, we thank you. You are the word made flesh. And we thank you, God, for sending the Holy Spirit. Jesus sending the Spirit for us. And we embrace the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for empowering us to be your people. People called out of darkness into your marvelous light. A people that shines for you. Lord, I speak this over these people here, these people listening online, wherever they're at in the world. I speak this over them, these blessings on their lives. They are lights. They are lighthouses. They are the body of Christ, the city set in a hill that the world will come. People will get saved. People will be transformed. Things are being stirred even now in these last days for the glory of God. Father, thank you. Thank you for blessing people here right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's stand up just for a second. Put up a hand here. Father, I just pray the love of the Father, the presence of your Son, Jesus Christ, the presence of the Holy Spirit, that people's hearts would be enriched gladdened, enlightened this day, this week, going forward in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Come on out tonight. You're welcome to come tonight. Be a great time. 6.30 to about 7.30. Be a wonderful time. Amen. Bless you. Amen.
thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.